Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, coming back with another solo episode today, a solo Monday episode. I guess maybe this will become a become a bit of a theme on this show. We'll see. Who knows? Um, but yeah, today we're going to recap the, the weekend game against um oh boy we, we had a weekend weekend loss um against dallas which was unfortunate so we'll, we'll get into that and then we'll get give sort of a weekly preview of what's to come um monday night no games tuesday no games wednesday no games but we got thursday against against vegas and saturday against nashville or saturday sunday against nashville a bit of a home and home um Back to back there, so that'll be fun to get into. Uh, Tuesday night we have the Ducks. Uh, apologies, I missed that one. So, so a couple games this week, three games this week to to sink our teeth into. Um, but before we do, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Monocle's Pizza. If you haven't heard of them, what are you doing? You must be living under a rock. But go check them out. They got the famous crispy thin crust pizza. They got pan pizza, the point pizza, which is a one of a kind triangle pizza. Um, all pizzas come with a mozzarella or provel blend of cheeses. They got pepperolis, fresh baked rolls filled with pepperoni puree and four cheeses. And if that doesn't sound delicious, you're just you're, you're out of your mind. They got toasted ravioli because of course they do. Uh, they have the family pleaser, which is a combo of pizza, salad, and soft drinks, which is always a good time if you come in with a group, come in with your family. You know, catch a catch a blues game, catch a cards game. They have dine in, carry out, get it delivered since 1959. Um, their O'Fallon location has a brewery, including their house Amber Beer uh, from 1959, again, since they originated. And they have lots of community involvement, fundraisers, and reading programs, which is great. And you can order online through their app or website, the Monocle's app or website, and also on Grubhub. And you can get $5 off a large specialty pizza when you mentioned Locked On or use the code Locked On. Um, but without further ado, let's get into Blue's Stars from Saturday night. Uh, division rival, division battle, always always a good game. Blues coming off of a loss to the Jets, so you know we're hoping that they we're hoping that they perform well. We're hoping that they um, come out big, get a win, uh, and right away, Colton Pareko opens up the scoring on a power play from the Ovechkin spot. Seven minutes into the first, at rips an absolute clapper um, to put the Blues on the board, put them up one nothing. Absolutely love to see that. And then three minutes later. Who but Colton Pareko with his second of the night. This time even excuse me, even strength. Another slap shot goal from the point just find its found its way into the net. Um, and it's a it's a great start for the Blues. Colton Pareko's on fire, uh, with what, three goals in his last three periods up until that point or something like that. So he's he's been an absolute beast. He's been a monster for the Blues. Um, they're up one nothing. So you absolutely love to see that. And then late in the first, stars get a power play and Jamie Ben. Put tips one home. An absolutely beautiful goal. Not much you can do there if you're if you're Bennington. Uh, ben with a real nice goal to bring the stars within one. And then not much is doing for the beginning of the second. And then who but Rupe Hintz seems to seem to kill the Blues in the, in the playoffs. Always always uh, seems to score goals against them in the regular season. Whenever we play, ties the game up at two with a wrister. Bit of a tough one. You might want that back if you're Bennington. Either way, it's tied 2-2. Blues have now lost all momentum, um, all ability that they're playing with, kind of kind of uh, vanished. Brand new brand new game. Stars are in this. And then it goes back and forth for a while. 
Um, nothing too, nothing too um, dominant from either team as far as performance goes. It was back and forth, and then it goes into overtime. So the Blues do earn the point, which is I, I guess silver lining. They were up to I think, but they earn a point, so they forced into overtime. And then two minutes in, who but Rupe Hints once again uh, gives the Stars the victory in overtime with a wrist shot goal. <clears throat> so just uh, another loss for the Blues, unfortunately. That's that's um, that's a lot of losses lately. That's um, two, three, four, five of the last seven, maybe that they've lost. If I'm looking at this correctly, so it's it's not 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 what you want to see out of your um, out of your defending cup champion losing five out of seven games. But every team goes through rough patches. Every team struggles. Every team is going to go through slumps. Every goalie is going to go through slumps. Um, so it, it, it's not. I mean, as far as hitting the panic button, that's that's not something that is anywhere near anywhere near time to do right now. I don't think there, that it's time to panic or or make any trades or make any drastic decisions. I think that I mean, obviously, we know that this roster is capable of winning a cup, capable of doing good things. They just did. Um, and I think it's just a matter of getting everything clicking, getting back up to full speed, um, you know, getting getting guys playing in the right roles, getting guys playing as they need to be per se. Um, bit of a tangent, I guess we could talk about the recent Jordan Cairo news. He's been playing a little, a little underwhelmingly as of late, a little below his standards, I think, and he's found himself uh, up in the press box maybe more than he would like. And... Um, uh, came out this morning. Craig Berube basically re- had a long conversation with Jordan Cairo, and this was the this was the statement. He said, "This league's tough. You've got to be ready to go at the start of the game. You can't come into a game and feel your way into it. You can't be turning pucks over in games and being tentative. It's just about preparing, preparing in practice, being the best player in practice on a daily basis. There's no reason he, Jordan Cairo." Uh, shouldn't be with his skill and speed. It's the little things like that. We went through it with Thomas, Robert Thomas, last year. It's just developing players and getting them to be pros. It's not the minors. This is the NHL. It's a different league. It does take time and repetition. It's unfortunate that he was injured last year, so couldn't do much at camp. Yeah, Cairo did miss a lot of camp with injury, which which sucked um, for him, for his development. And Bruby said, so we don't have him at the beginning of the season. Uh, we have him in the middle of the season. We're in the winning business, so we're trying to win hockey games and get him to a level where he can help us win hockey games. So it sounds like they have a lot of faith in Kairou. They really like really like him as a player. They really like his style. They know what he's capable of. Like I've said, night in, night out, he, he's he's able to show flashes of, of his ability, of his skill, of his dominance, but sometimes it just seems like he's trying a little too hard, trying to do a little too much, uh, gets a little overwhelmed out there, and then isn't able to isn't able to um, make the right play. Ends up making mistakes, um, ends up making the wrong decision. Looks skittish out there. Like I said, like Barube said, we saw it a lot with uh, Thomas last year. We saw the um, the flashes with Robert Thomas. We knew he was capable of, of greatness. We knew he could do some some great things, but it just it just didn't end up happening. And that's that's the first year he he, he kind of just waited to break out. And then we saw it more and come to the playoffs and come this year, he really took that next step. So I think that's what we'll see with Cairo. Um, a similar thing where as he's getting his as he's getting his uh, graces with the league, as he's getting up to speed with the league, he'll get more comfortable. He'll get more confident out there and he'll play that winning style of hockey that Barubi is talking about. Um, but that being said, we're going to take a quick pause um, to hear a couple words from our sponsors, uh, add inserts, and then we'll be right back. 
All right, so we are back in action. Uh, gonna look, gonna look at some of the Blues games later this week. Um, first one Tuesday night, Blues Ducks uh, in Anaheim, ten p.m. So you know it's 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 a tough game away in California. Never those games are, are never easy. But the Ducks are a struggling team this year. Twenty three, twenty six, and seven. Um, no one really showing out in their last five games. You know, Ricard Raquel leading the way with four points for them through the last five. Colton Pareko leading the way for the Blues with five with four goals and five points in his last five. So that's good. We could face a guy like John Gibson who always steals the show for them. Um, stands on his head. They just don't give him the the support. We 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 know as Blues fans, it seems like it's always the story with Anaheim. But looking at it just from an instant um, instant glance, their power play is really rough. Fourteen point four percent last in the NHL compared to the Blues twenty five point three percent, which is fourth in the NHL. And their penalty kill isn't much better seventy seven point three percent, which is twenty fourth in the NHL. So seems like special teams could be a big difference in this game. Um, Ducks are bottom five, six in the league for for both power play and penalty kill. Um, so it's that's that's something the Blues can take advantage of. Uh, get get a few power plays, power play goals, that sort of thing. Um, definitely take advantage of of the Ducks there. Uh, you know, offensively, they're they're a much better team. The Ducks are 29th ranked with 2.52 goals per game. Blues 13th ranked with 3.16. So Blues again take advantage offensively, score some goals, get some get some power play opportunities. Definitely a beatable team. Uh, defense they're a little bit better. 3.07 goals against per game, 18th in the league compared to the Blues ninth in the league uh, with 2.8. The Blues are the all around better team. Season series is 4-1. They played twice in St. Louis. Uh, first one was a four to one victory. Um, so the series is one one. Yeah. So each team taking a, taking a four one victory in the series. Uh, Ducks won four one in St. Louis in November, and then just in January January thirteenth, the Ducks beat the Blues four one. Or the Blues beat the Ducks 4-1, sorry. Second time around in St. Louis. So third matchup of the year. Series is tied one one. Should be a good one in that sense. Um, Hopefully the Blues can get a win there. And then we fast forward to Thursday night uh, where the Blues take on a bit of an underwhelming Golden Knights team. Uh, Golden Knights, their leaders are Max Pacioretty has three goals in his last five and Mark Stone has seven points in his last five. So they got some hot forwards coming in. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and Malcolm Subban are their two net miners. Uh, they're great. Uh, always, you know, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. Subban's not having the best year, so if we see him, it could be good. But uh, I most, most likely see in Fleury, who's always, who's always bound to, to steal the show, put on a good performance. So... That could be tough. Their their uh, special teams is a little bit better, but still not great. They have the 11th ranked power play and the 19th ranked penalty kill, so still something the Blues could take advantage of. Um, and then goals for and goals against their offense and their defense, both middle of the pack, 14th ranked in the league for both of them. So middle of the pack there for offense and defense. So sort of just a, a middle of the pack team. Another late game, 10 o'clock in Vegas. Blues could uh, take advantage of, again, another mediocre, underwhelming team. Once again, the season series is at 1-1. to Blues took the first one in St. Louis, 4-2 in December. And then in January, the, the Golden Knights won 5-4 in Vegas in overtime. So um, Blues have definitely had the upper hand in terms of the season series. Um, let's hope that that's something that can play in, play into effect tonight, uh, give the Blues an advantage um, against Vegas. I, I believe – I don't know if the stat is still true, but I, I think uh, – Vegas or the St. Louis might be the only team that Vegas has not beaten in regulation still in its existence. I'm pretty sure 
is something like that, whether it, maybe it's like home or away or something as well. But I, I'm pretty sure the Blues are the only team that have yet to lose to, to Vegas in regulation in, in Vegas's existence, which is pretty funny. Um, which is a, it's a good stat for the Blues to have a good kind of uh, fu in the face of Vegas. You know they've had their such so much success. Um, you know it, it's nice to be to have that little leg up on them in that sense. And then we head into this weekend, and we got a wonderful home and home against our favorite Nashville Predators. Uh, Preds are twenty six. 21-7 and seven on the season, so not that good. Uh, they've had an underwhelming year for sure. Rene's been terrible. Um, but, you know, the Preds always play us well. Season series, Preds are up 2-0. They won 4-2 in St. Louis and 3-2 in Nashville. Um, both of those games were in November. And now we have a home-and-home. Home. So we have a game in St. Louis on Saturday and a game in Nashville on Sunday, 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., uh, Eastern, respectively. All those times are in Eastern. I should I should specify, by the way. All you probably getting super confused. And I was mentioning the ten o'clock games. Keep in mind, I'm on the East Coast, so um, those will all be nine o'clock for you. And these games will be an hour earlier as well if you're listening in, in the St. Louis area. But anyways, I digress. Uh, Nashville leads the series 2-0 so they definitely have the upper hand there. Uh, their power play has been pretty poor, as well as their penalty kill. 25th ranked power play and 30th ranked penalty kill. So huge specialty teams advantage for the Blues. Again, similar to the previous games this week. Um, huge huge opportunity for the Blues to take advantage there. Special teams um, it can be can make or break games. We know that. Um, and the Blues have some dominant ones this year, and they can take advantage in games like this against against a Nashville team with, with some pretty poor special teams. Uh, offensively, Nashville's been great, 3.22 goals per game, ninth in the league. Defensively, they haven't been too good, 3.22 goals against, which is good enough for 24th in the league. So defensively, um, Nashville hasn't been the best. But again, I feel like especially in these... Um, in these home-and-home division games, you can't really look at the previous season stats or anything like that. Their division rivalries are going to be gritty. They're going to they're going to be 110% battle it out to the best of their abilities. It should be it should be fun games for the Blues. Um, hopefully, this week allows them to sort of get back on track in terms of playing playing to their best abilities. Um, they've been definitely slumping as of late. It's it's unfortunate, but they've had they have the ability to to go through the slump safely in the sense that they earned so many points earlier in the regular season that. They can afford a slump like this. You know, we've said it again and again and again. We'll say it a million times on this podcast. Um, a, a team like this can afford to go in a slump due to their record and due to their uh, position in the standings. You know, right now, as much as they've as much as they've struggled lately, they still are. They're still first in the Central. Uh, Colorado is definitely catching up. Colorado is three points back with two games in hand. So the 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 lead could be could be changing hands shortly, but. You know, Blues are still in a playoff spot, still comfortably um, at the top of their division, at the top of the conference. Uh, you know, even if they do get passed by Colorado, it's not like they're in any danger of something out of a wild card spot at all. They're uh, twelve points up on on being out of a playoff spot right now, so not even anything close that to to a worry for for the Blues in terms of missing the playoffs. But I mean, you know, you'd always want them. I'd much prefer them to be comfortably at the top of the standings like they were. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, 
but obviously it's it's not a perfect formula. They're not going to go eighty-two and zero. They're not going to win every game. They're not going to be winning seven of every ten games for the, throughout the majority of the season. We knew that it would be it would be unreasonable of us to expect any differently. So uh, I mean, it is what it is um, for for us. It, it's 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 tough to watch lately, but uh, I'm 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 still enjoying it. You know, it's still still fun Blues hockey, and they'll they'll get back on pace pretty soon for sure. Um, but before we jump into our final segment, um, let's let's hear another quick ad insert, and then we'll and then we'll be and then we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, the last few minutes, we're just gonna do a quick um, around the NHL. Um, just you know, wrapping up the, the league wide news before we before we wrap things up today. Uh, first thing, a couple days ago, Robbie Fabry records his one hundredth career point with Detroit which is crazy I mean if you think about it, it, it imagine like in 2016 you know when Fabry's at the peak of his peak of his uh, dominance in his rookie in his rookie campaign you know really showing his flashes and his, his performance if you told him that it would take him until 2020 to get to 100 points oof, poor guy in that sense but I mean I'm happy for him I'm, I'm really glad to see that he's thriving in Detroit, you know, like obviously, I would, I hate to see him go. I love him as a player, um, but you know, you can't complain too much. Um, it, it was a trade that was for him, not not so much for the team. He needed a change of scenery. He wasn't getting the environment here. He wasn't getting wasn't getting like the opportunities here. I should say in this environment, he requested a trade, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I'm I'm really glad to see him thriving and having such a good year in Detroit rather than just succumbing to his injuries. It's that's definitely nice to see. Um, other news, Chris Pronger, um, it, it was announced that he's getting his number 44 retired uh, with the Blues, which about time, uh, one of the best captains in Blues history. Uh, I'm surprised it took this long for him, but I'm, uh, he, he might be the best best Blues player to ever, ever, wear, ever wear the jersey. Um, that's definitely an argument that could be had. Um, so I'm glad to see him get his number retired. He's one of those guys that still sticks around the team. You know, one of the many alumni that still still um, has a presence with this team, as to many of them. So I'm glad to see his number retired. I think uh, it was a pretty popular decision among the players. A lot of the players spoke on it, and it should be a fun event next year. Uh, see Pronger's number get raised to the rafters among so many so many other legends uh, in Blues history. He did, definitely deserves to have his name up there with them. So that's that's exciting. Uh, speaking of guys who probably will have their numbers retired one day, uh, Alex Steen just played his 1,000th game, which is crazy to think about. Um, I mean, he he's had a really illustrious career. He's been a, a great ple- great piece for the Blues ever since they've added him, and he's he's you know night in night out, given that effort, given that defensive ability, two way player. Even though he hasn't isn't nearly the player he once was, he's found a way to maximize his his ability in the system. And the fact that he's able to stick around for a thousand games is no no easy feat. So congratulations to Alex Steen. Um, you know, love him as a blue, well deserved uh, a thousand a thousand game awards. You got a Rolex, beautiful hockey stick, lots of love from his teammates. So that was a fun ceremony to watch. Um, other than that, I think that's all we got for this episode. Uh, but stay tuned uh, for the rest of this week. We got some you know good slate of episodes. Hopefully, some guest interviews, stuff like that. Lots of lots of fun stuff um, on the slate for this week of episodes. But until then, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 
Locked on Blues. Submit your mailbag questions for Friday's episode. We literally didn't have any. We had like two maybe for last week. So we're 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 always looking for mailbag questions. We love we love talking hockey, especially when it's something you guys want us to talk about. So definitely do that. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, leave us a, a review if you liked it. Um, not if you didn't. We don't want to. We don't want you to hurt our rating. Please. Just kidding. Leave any feedback you want. Uh, that's that's the point, right? We're here for you. Um, I'll stop rambling. These solo episodes are always fun for that. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned later this week. And as always, let's go Blues.